0: Don't be too shy, show yourself and be genuine. It is really about connecting with people on social media and not just forcing sales down their throats, especially as an agent.
1: You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner, Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To download your written action guide from this podcast, containing extra tips, links, and shortcuts, visit EliteAgentElevate.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, Editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. My guest on the podcast today is LJ Hooker, Senior Digital Strategist, Ellen Farley. Working from LJ Hooker's head office, Ellen's role involves coaching officers and agents on digital marketing and social media. So Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very nice to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you back, actually. We got to know you a little bit during LJ Hooker Accelerate last year and you shared some fabulous tips. So I've been actually really excited and eager to get you onto the podcast
0: I hope I can deliver.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank thank you very much for being here. So for those people out there that may not be in LJ Hooker, can you tell us a little bit about your role at LJ Hooker as Chief Digital Strategist?
0: So my main role is to help educate our offices and agents on using digital, mostly digital marketing strategies to amplify their businesses um, on their local channels and in their local areas. So really it's focusing on digital, specifically social media is my kind of speciality, but you know, that's the main role. And then the other role is I manage all of our social media channels, just the algebra corporate ones.
2: Yeah. That must keep you so busy. Yeah. It does, definitely, especially with the breadth and width of offices that we do have. And you have got a little bit of an interesting and very cool backstory, actually, because you haven't always been in real estate. You've always been in that digital realm. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate?
0: So, okay, I can tell you how I got into real estate. That's because LJ was my first boss
2: over 20.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm showing my age now, like maybe 22 years ago. So I went to work for him straight out of my career as a model, and our paths over, crossed over quite a number of years after that. But after I worked for him for a while, he moved overseas, and then I started managing actors, and that's kind of how I got into the digital space. When Instagram was first born, and Facebook had only just become come out, with, and business pages I don't think even existed back then, we were looking at ways to get our actors onto social media, and that kind of became my speciality there and after that i started coaching them and helping them develop their online presence and kind of what i do for our agents and offices now
2: yeah it's not it's not too different actually is it because actors have need strong personal branding and so do agents that's
0: exactly right yeah so that's how i got into the digital space and then obviously then my background with LJ brought me back into the business about four years ago and I'm learning much about real estate, but fortunately my background in the coaching, the actors and um, presenters on their social channels has helped me do the same with agents and offices as well.
2: Okay. So last year in Accelerate, we talked a lot about video because COVID and video was a great way to get the message out there. And you had some wonderful tips for agents on getting comfortable on video. How important is video right now?
0: I think it's still just as important, especially you've got your IGTV and Reels, which is making a huge kind of impact on Instagram, especially if you're not on TikTok, you can now do the same content in um, Reels. But I think that sort of building that authenticity and that genuineness online can really only come out when you're using video. And that's, I think it's incredibly important, even if you're going to your stories and just doing a little, hey, you know, this is me, I'm at an open house, it's pouring down rain not the best of circumstances. So that sort of stuff, it really humanizes you as a real estate agent. And when I say this to our, my offices and agencies, people connect more with people than they do brands. So if you want to take the brand element out of your accounts, then the best way to do that is to show yourself on video and just get comfortable with it.
2: Yeah. You just mentioned two things that scared the living daylights out of me. One was TikTok and the other's Reels. So have you seen any agents using those quite successfully and what are they doing?
0: Do you know, I haven't actually, not in Australia. There's one girl that I follow who's in the real estate business and she does incredibly well on Reels, but she's an Instagram educator for real estate. Her name is Chelsea Pietz, and I will refer back to her a number of times because she's amazing. And if you are going to do one thing out of this session, I hope you go follow her on Instagram and listen to her podcast because it's all about social media for real estate agents. It's perfect. But having said that, she does a great job with Reels. I don't think agents, I think there's a huge opportunity for agents here to do it. I know a few companies like Real Estate Brands that do it pretty okay. But for agents to be able to get out there and edit their own content on a platform like Instagram Reels is incredibly powerful. And I would say try and work on it if you can. But also with that advice, if you're not comfortable with video or if you're not comfortable with Instagram, pick a platform. Don't try to do all of them do one of them really well. That's
2: the best advice I can give in terms of time management. That's really good advice. I think I'm going to practice some reels with my cat. I reckon she will.
0: <laughs> reckon... Well, that's the thing. You can save the drafts and you don't have to post them. And again, it, I can't stress enough, it's not about perfection. You just have to put it out there and see what sticks. I was listening to a podcast the other day about a realtor in the States who during COVID had decided to to start showing her cooking online on her Instagram reels. And she's now got a deal for a cooking show because that's become so popular. And it's so it's not about always real estate and it's being authentic and true to who you are and the things that you like to do, because that's what's going to deliver that connection for you on your channels that you
2: need. That's so interesting, actually. So the realtor in the US was not showing houses at all. She was cooking.
0: That was her passion. And so she knew that she couldn't. Oh, and she had more time because before she was traveling, she was out of the house a lot, but she just, just had more time and she was passionate about it. So she just started showing her recipes and it stuck. And part of that was also tagging the products. I think one thing I will say is that even on all the customer photos that I see that agents put up, they don't tag their customers in those posts. So, there's no further reach you're going to get out of that. I do want to tell all of the agents listening, tag as many people as you can in your post, especially your customers because they're going to be the ones they're going to see that story on your account and share it onto their account, And that then just exacerbates the spread, which is great for your algorithms as well, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And last year in Accelerate, there was a rookie in Accelerate. His name was Adrian Wall. I'm sure you remember him. He because he was like, he made a big impact digitally because he had this insane interest in gardening. And he had, very similar to the cooking show that you just pointed out in the US, he just was really commenting on people's gardens on Instagram and stuff like that and got a lot of followers because people were interested in his gardening tips. Would you say overall that if you're a real estate agent listening to this, to put your hobbies out there because it's such a good way to bring people in that maybe have similar interests to you. Absolutely. Cause
0: it, that that's going to give them something to talk to you about and something to, to you to talk to them about. I mean, you have to think of your social media accounts as sort of this, another point of contact outside your calls, outside of your letterbox drops or whatever else you're going to do. Think about social media as another point of contact, which nowadays they're saying it's something like 20 to get that customer rather than just seven anymore you know so it's that point of contact that you can have and 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 making that genuine connection where you learn more about them they learn more about you and you're going to be top of mind and not only that if you do go out to say appraise their house you're going to know that hey they're also interested in fish right Or fishing and you have that connection with them i mean it's incredibly powerful
2: Yeah. So at the moment, there's a lot of choices for agents between Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and now there's Clubhouse as well. And we just talked about TikTok. What's your favorite social media platform at the moment for agents and why? So I
0: think Instagram will remain my favorite for a while, not only am I most comfortable in it, but I also think that for agents... Because you have so many different areas that you can work on, if you're great with stories, then concentrate on stories. You've got your regular feed posts, which could be interesting if that's where you want to concentrate. IGTV for the long-form video, if you're good at that, you can also post your listings on the IGTV channel. And you've also got now Reels, which would be more experimental kind of video editing capabilities. So you've kind of got about four different platforms wrapped into one nowadays. And not only that, you can also, unlike TikTok, which is very it's in the very very beginning stages of being used for marketing and, and, you know, advertising on it. Instagram, because it's powered by Facebook, has incredible targeting techniques and you don't have to necessarily advertise on Facebook. You can use the Facebook platform to advertise on your Instagram channels, which will give you that retargeting and great analytics as well.
2: Yeah. So it's like it, it can give you the smarts of Facebook without all of the noise and Crazy memes and all that sort of fake news, all that. Yeah, of exactly. Stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and like you say, as I was just about to say that, like Facebook, I think a lot of people were turned off by Facebook last year, especially 2016 onwards. I would say post Trump era and all the fake news and stuff. I I think Instagram has become a lot more of a um, genuine platform. Not the most. I mean, I think Clubhouse probably you're going back to the another beginning, genuine stages of a platform, but. Instagram has that sort of good mix of genuineness, authenticity, where you can be yourself, still be creative in a lot of different ways and advertise at the same time. So it's got that sort of good mix.
2: Yeah. So let's pick the gram. How often do you think, or how often do you advise agents that they should be posting on Instagram to make an impact?
0: Okay. That's a very good question. I I would say as much as you're comfortable with. So it really depends. Again, it's about doing it rather than perfection, rather than getting it perfect every time. If you're worried about how your feed looks, you can go out and delete those posts later. A good rule of thumb, I would say if you're in stories, is to try and post three to five stories a day. If you're trying to do feed posts, maybe three to five feed posts a week. Again, you can cross posts. You can pollinate those in different areas. You know, Your IGTV video can also be used for a feed post. So there are some different ways you can put that all together, but instead of trying to spread yourself too thin over multiple platforms, pick one. And even there in say Instagram, pick one area of Instagram that you really like. And if it's creating the artwork and doing the feed posts, then stick to your feed posts and do a story every once in a while. If it's stories, go do that. I think it's a question of just trying to post as frequently as you can, see what content sticks and what content resonates, and then keep doing that over and over again.
2: Yeah. I think that's really good advice too, because a lot of agents will look at what other agents are doing, and then it won't work for them, but it's sort of counterintuitive really, isn't it? You've got to think about what you want and what you like to do, not what somebody else might want or like to do.
0: Right. Because the people that follow you, as you can imagine, I mean, not only are they there for obviously the property, but there are also people who like you in some way because they wouldn't have followed you or you've interacted with in the past. So they're following you for a reason. And that's because They're following a person, not a brand, especially as an agent rather than like an office in your area. So you have a lot more flexibility with delivering them content that's going to resonate with them.
2: Are there any hints on when is a good time to post? Use common sense. Like, when do you go on most for a post?
0: Are you on there in the middle of a workday? Probably not. So, lunchtime, maybe 12 to two areas, maybe that five to six to eight bandwidth in the evening where people are kind of coming home from work, checking their phones on Instagram and stuff like that. Again, the analytics in Instagram will show you when your audience is most online and most interacting with your content. But these days, the the time to post isn't as relevant as making sure that you're creating that shareable, saveable, story-focused, conversational starter content that's going to push you up in the algorithm. So even if you're posting three hours ago, it's going to push you straight to that other person's content because they've interacted with you in the past. And the other thing I would say, and I know that i One of the first things when you asked me to do this podcast, we were emailing back and forth about what content to speak about. One of the first things that came to mind instead of over the frequency of posts was the community engagement piece, which I think people don't focus on enough. And it's probably the easiest piece to do because you're not having to create your own content. The piece where you go in and you see somebody's post, then you meaningfully comment on it rather than just chuck in a, smiley face or a heart emoji. It's like, I saw that you ran 10 K's yesterday. That is awesome. Where did you run? How do you find that running track? And then all of a sudden you've started a conversation with this person online, trying to make a deeper connection. I think if you can do that regularly in your stories, on Facebook groups, if you're on Facebook, in Instagram hashtags, if it's local area hashtags, if you can comment even on strangers posts that you find interesting, and put something meaningful in there, you're going to open up a dialogue with somebody you've never had a dialogue with before. And that's your foot in the door. So even if you're not posting regularly, that regular online interaction is so important.
2: So you're saying that boom, smiley face is not a good comment. It's not a meaningful interaction.
0: <laughs> if it's somebody who's just said, yeah, I sold the house, maybe the boom, smiley face might work. Also being saying boom, smiley face, that is so cool. Have you sold any other houses in the area? Or I've just, I've got a house for listing or for lease down the road. Can you give me some information on box? You know what I mean? So I think having those, opening up those dialogues is amazing. And then also you can start doing the DMs and all of that, even though it doesn't seem like that's going to, the algorithm's even going to notice that it does.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting. So just to wrap that one up, because I think that's a really great tip. To comment meaningfully, it's like seven words or more, right?
0: Don't be fast, but also show that you've read the content, you've considered it, you've put uh, your own spin on it, and maybe you even have a question about it. So it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to flick through this, uh, whatever, next. It's like you're telling that person, I've spent enough time looking at your content that I've cared enough to ask a meaningful question out of it or made a meaningful comment out of it. It's like that's that sort of reaching through the screen and going, hey, come over with me, you know?
2: Yeah, like you would if you were meeting someone in person for the first time. Totally. Yeah.
0: That's exactly right.
2: What about, what are your thoughts on promotion? Because a lot of people are saying right now that it it is pay to play. And we just talked about a number of organic ways to get engagement on social media. So how important is paying for advertising on platforms like Instagram and Facebook right now?
0: Very important, I hate to say it, but yes, it is very important. but it does have to you do have to put as much thought into your organic strategy. But I think with the biggest trouble and issue that I find with real estate agents is, a, they don't want to take money out of their own pocket to advertise on their social channels. They just want to use Vpa, and that's just how it's gonna go. We'll just get the you know seller to pay for this ad, But then you're feeding your audience or a potential audience with just sale and sold, and that's it. So, As a consumer, I would not follow you if that's all I'm seeing on a sponsored post. But as a consumer, if you're sponsoring posts that are brand awareness sort of campaigns, which would be your latest advice on how to make sure the front of your house is ready to sell a home, and you've given that to me and I'm a potential seller, I would much more likely to click on that content, find out what you've said, but also go into your organic see what you're saying on organic on your organic channels and follow you there as well and you've got a customer all of a sudden or a potential customer all of a sudden advertising is extremely important because otherwise your message is only getting to a very less than 10% on both of your channels of your organic followers are or seeing of your organic content so to boost the content that you know is doing well and it's resonating with your audience that's not vpa is absolutely essential for getting your name out there beyond your followers, your current followers.
2: So what sort of posts at the moment do you think are getting a lot of traction? Because we're in a bit of a low volume listings at the moment. So I think attracting any kind of client or interest in selling or anything that you possibly can is probably really important for agents right now. What are some of the agents that LJ Hooker are doing that are really, I'm not supposed to say crushing it because I'm over 30, but <laughs> what are some of the good agents doing right now?
0: I think you had him in the last one, or I might've used one of his videos in my presentation. Do you remember Braden Lamb? Was he in the last Accelerate? So Braden does the most incredible property videos and they make me laugh and I want to follow him and I want to engage more with him. So even though he's promoting a property which i'd say you're try to stick to the 80% value add 20% sales he's done both in the same because he's entertaining he's funny he does regular videos so i say somebody like him is absolutely killing it because he knows how to entertain his audience and he's giving them more of what he is authentically which is a funny character driven sort of charismatic person so i would say i'm going to pick on him a bit because i have been enjoying his content lately
2: for sure You've just reminded me actually, he did a video with Jess, who was a property manager at Gold Coast Property Hub. And it was this really funny video where he was half telling that they were selling a house, but they were attracting two different types of buyers. So she was trying to attract investors and he was trying to attract owner occupiers. And they had this whole thing going on, which was amazing and really funny.
0: Yeah. That's the one I played in my presentation. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. So he does really, really fun content, but the content that resonates even on our accounts, is content that provides a bit of information for buyers and sellers and renters and investors. You know, your how-tos, your tips, understand the secrets of things that are advice, guidance, also things that indirectly or directly address issues, like I don't trust real estate agents. This is a big one for me at the moment. I'm like, because social media right now and all digital marketing, we're finding there's this huge movement towards this sort of prosumer. Consumers are becoming also promoters of your content as well. So you need to deliver them things that resonate with them, that with this cultural shift, we're doing, there's a lot of stuff going on with branding and some of the, you look at Nike and some of the stuff that they've put out is they're really talking to people's authenticity, their genuineness and their real, their issues with
2: brands. And yeah, it's really answering people's questions before they have the questions. It's there and then you are the authority and then people trust you and.
0: Yeah. And as an agent, it's so much easier to do that. As a brand, it's a lot harder to move, in those areas because you've got a lot more stakeholders and stuff like that. But as an agent, you can look at those, you know what's happening in your local area and the chatter online, and you'll know how to address those issues, right? And like that street has got this huge development. Why should I be selling my house now? Well, this is why, because that development's going to add value. Da, da, da. You're answering the questions before they even become questions and delivering content that's really shareable as well
2: between the neighborhood, particularly, yeah, if it's about a new development or something like that. That's what the community newspapers are all about once yeah, upon a time, exactly. was, you know, what's, what's being developed.
0: Well, but that's also a great point. That would be a great place to find content as well. Flick through your community newspaper or, you know, the Wentworth Courier online now, figure out what is very topical in your area and go, great, I'm going to do a little piece on that to camera because I have an opinion on that.
2: Yeah. Since Accelerate last year, social media has been quite interesting in that, Earlier this year, just before the change in government in America, Donald Trump was banned from Twitter, like that's it, gone. And then Facebook banned all of us, gone. (laughs) We're back now. I don't think Donald Trump's back, though. No, thank God. So what's your view on what happened particularly with Facebook and Australian news this year and how will that change things moving forward?
0: So there are a lot of privacy changes coming up. The Google apocalypse is coming up as well. The cookie, sorry, apocalypse is, is coming up as well. So a lot of things are going to change. I don't know the technical ins and outs of a lot of it, but I do think it's important that, so on your social channels, that you're taking those connections and putting them into your CRMs so that if anything should happen, you've also got them in a database that's outside of any of these single platforms. Because you, like you say, anything could the rug could be pulled out from under you in a second. So I know one of our agents, Brent Spooner out in WA, he does an incredible job. I should actually mention him. He does a great job on our social channels as well. But he also has a habit of every time he follows somebody on social media, he screenshots their profile and makes sure he sends it into his office for them to also input it into their CRM. So there's a sort of online, offline connection there. Because once they're in your CRM, you own that contact you can make contact with them outside of those channels as well. And that's not to say don't stop making contact with them on the channels because that's probably their preferred method, but you always have that as a backup just in case.
2: Yeah, I think that's really good advice then because you can screenshot their profile and then say, oh, hey, we connected. But even if it's just one, we, we connected on social media. Do you mind if I send you regular updates or... Right.
0: Yeah, you could say that to them even in a DM, which would, again, work for you with the algorithms. It's a win-win situation for sure.
2: Yeah. So you just mentioned the cookie-geddon or cookie, cookie, ap- cookie <laughs> apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> Will retargeting change as we know it? Is retargeting dead? No, it's
0: not dead, but it will change. I know that Facebook's look at uh, Ash from our offices would be much better place to answer that question. It is a very technical question. But from what I know about the cookie apocalypse is retargeting will change, but Facebook are making the changes to accommodate that sort of thing as well. But the cookies, as we know it, will no longer exist. So all those pop-ups, Google will start penalizing websites for having pop-ups that block a lot of content. There's going to be a lot of changes to how they index those sites. So yeah, I think it's just something that if you do have a website, I don't know many agents that do. And if you do, make sure that you're getting your web developers to make sure that it is friendly for what's going to happen with all the Google changes. And that if you are using any digital marketing companies, that they're aware and they're up to date with Facebook's updates as well. But technically, I couldn't say exactly what's going on.
2: Yeah, well, Google never tell you exactly what's going on until it happens. You just wake up one morning and something's changed. Like that's exactly right. Yeah,
0: and look, I've, we studied it last term as well, and I read a bunch of articles on it. But it, there's it's so technical that it's kind of like it, it, I get it, but it, it's we just have to kind of wait and see. But I do know that Facebook are a lot, making a lot of changes behind the scenes, getting a lot of apps and APIs updated and whatnot, just for just to kind of lock things down a little bit more.
2: Yeah. So speaking of apps, I remember in Accelerate last year, you were all about the apps. Like you rattled off these apps that I'd never even heard of. And they were all like these sexy things that make you look good on video and help you with getting stuff out there quickly and stuff like that. So, what are your favorite apps right now? Like, what are you using right now and what do you love?
0: Well, I'm just laughing right now because I'm using the new filters on Zoom right now to put on a little bit of lipstick and kind of. Get rid of some wrinkles. <laughs> so I do like those. So I guess I, we we did email back and forth about this. So I wrote down a few of my favorite apps at the moment. You know, obviously with Instagram, you've got all your filters and stuff like that. My favorite way to find find good beauty filters is you go onto like a Kendall Jenner or a Kylie Jenner and see what filters they're using. And then you just save that filter into your filters. So for Instagram, it's an easy hack to get some kind of nice beauty filters if you think you need them. I'd say if you're fifty plus, go for it, or forty five plus, go for it. So I
2: am forty five plus. So I, I didn't know you could do that. So you can actually go to someone else's account, look at their filters, and yeah. save them. So
0: up at the top of the screen, it'll show you what filter they used for that story. So it's more on stories, I would say. So you can go up, and it said it would be something created by or whatever, and you just tap on that little thing at the top, and it'll show you what filter they use. Because obviously instagram now have that massive filter library that you can you can create your own filters as well and so for any designers out there go get the, i think it's the spark or something like that there is a there is a creator for filters so if you wanted to make your own like branded filter for your face while you're talking you can go do that but you can save the filters on stories now yeah because it's so hard to filter through all of them There's so many. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a little filter thing. I love Creator Studio for anybody out there wanting to have a free tool that's going to schedule posts to your Instagram and Facebook accounts, but also give you a way of advertising them if they're doing well and a bit of analytics. Facebook have made it free, Facebook Creator Studio. I love Big View Teleprompter app, especially for recording things on my computer because it will teleprompt on a computer, but it'll also teleprompt on a phone too. So if you have a long script you want to read out and have it be perfect looking straight into camera, the big view teleprompter app, even though it costs a bit of money, I think it's very well worth it. And it also has basic editing tools online, which is kind of cool. And it'll do auto subtitles for you as well. I love... At the moment, I've found a analytics page called Fan Page Karma, F-A-N-P-A-G-E-K-A-R-M-A.com, which gives you free analytics basics on your social media accounts. But the best part is, is you can also plug in some of your competitors in there as well and do side-by-side comparisons to see how you and maybe other agents in your area that are doing on their social channels and see what their posts are and get some content ideas. They've got a, free basic service which is awesome so you know those are my four that I wrote down for today but we can go back to some of the other ones if you want
2: well actually yeah so you just mentioned did you just mention one for scheduling because I think scheduling is probably a very tricky thing for many agents like obviously it can be a bit of a time drain to be posting on social media three or four times a day what's your favorite way of getting through that
0: We use a paid platform right now, but I think, like I said, this Facebook creator studio does everything you need to get done in a very short amount of time. And you can just link your Instagram and Facebook pages in there and you can schedule and it schedules off to Instagram as well. And because it's a Facebook property, they've designed the tool. Not only is it free, if I haven't mentioned it's free, 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 but it also posts carousel posts to Instagram, which not many They haven't opened up their API to that many apps that will do that. So you can create carousel posts of your properties and stuff like that in Creator Studio. And it services IGTV. You can upload IGTV videos. You can do your reels. You can do quite a bit of stuff in there. And it's a pretty easy to use, simple platform. But it also allows you to go in and say you have posted something on Facebook a year ago, but it got really good traction. You could actually go and cross post that to Instagram now. So there's a lot of flexibility between that too. So I highly recommend Creator Studio because it will schedule out as much content as you want on the channels you need. No scheduler for TikTok yet, guys. It's all (laughs) all
2: manual. It's all manual. I still don't know how they get the music synced up with whatever's going on.
0: Yeah, so you can do that as well as in in Reels for Instagram too. You can sync it. It's really cool. I don't know if anybody's played with Reels that much, but... What you can do is it puts a little kind of transparency, especially how you do those transitions where somebody jumps in and another outfits on them. You can do that very easily in Reels because it shows you the transparency of the scene you just took and you can overlay the one that you're in now to make it just fit exactly perfectly so you're in the exact perfect position. But also it does that for music as well. You can see exactly where the music is and line it up to, it's great. And oh, and also what it does is the same with TikTok. Is it slows it down so much. So you could be going at at a quarter of the speed so that you can keep up with the music or the lyrics or whatever is going on.
2: Oh, right. Well, they're good cheap. I am going to go and have a play with my cat later. Yeah. Reels (laughs) are fun.
0: Reels is fun. Yeah. Definitely go have a play with Instagram Reels because again, that's that discoverable content that Instagram is favoring right now, which is in your Reels. The other things are you can put now alt text in your photos, in your videos, in Instagram, which is the hearing impaired text. So that's in your settings. And that will also helps with discoverability. So if it's like a two-bedroom house in you know, Paddington, you could write two-bedroom Paddington for sale real estate in the alt text, and it will help for the kind of visually hearing impaired, actually no, hearing impaired, I guess, because that alt text comes up into their visuals. So that sort of stuff is really good for your algorithms as well.
2: Well, it is all about the algorithm, isn't it? Like you've just got to keep one step ahead of the algorithm all the time and doing these things. Do you see any other big changes occurring this year? Are there any other things that you're sort of telling the LJ Hooker guys to be aware of right now?
0: So I guess aside from Clubhouse, I haven't been telling them much else because I really think Clubhouse is that platform where if you have a good voice, especially in your local area or you're an expert in an area, then that's a great platform to hop onto. I've been rattling on about TikTok for ages, because I do think that as the audience grows up a little bit more, they're going to be wanting to buy properties and to have that presence on there would be pretty amazing. I do think that whole advertising outside, and we spoke about this before, is having that genuine, authentic connection in your ads, as well as promoting your properties is going to be really important to differentiate yourself as somebody with a voice that's prominent in your community that knows the area and your community is going to be vital to you being able to do the cut through on social media because it's just becoming so crowded right now. And to have that sort of genuine authenticity that sort of drives people to want to like your content and inter- interact with you is incredibly important. So my my top piece of advice is doing that community management piece, which people think it's just post set and forget. And it's not. It's going in there and interacting and delivering them genuine content that, that they will relate to that's shareable, saveable. Get them to hit that save and refer back to it because they find it interesting.
2: Well, that was actually the question I was about to ask you because, I mean, amazing. You've given us so many tips today. This is one of those podcasts where I think I think everyone's just going to have to go and download the notes and go through them in really, really great detail. You've given Cass, our podcast producer, a lot to think about and a lot of links to go and find. So um, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. That would be my purpose, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. But if there's one thing that you'd like to leave everyone with or one thing that you think agents should do right now if they haven't done it already, what would it be?
0: Well, I know I said something earlier, didn't I? Oh yeah, go out and subscribe to Chelsea Pietz's Voice of Social Sales. If you're really interested in hearing very targeted conversations about social media for real estate agents on a regular basis, I think she's got some fantastic information to share with even if she does operate out of the States, a lot of the stuff is valid over here too. So I highly recommend it. Yeah,
2: fantastic. Or
0: reach out to me as well on LinkedIn.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, actually, there'll be some links to connect with you on all of your preferred social media channels. So that's good. We know we'll find you on LinkedIn now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And everybody just don't be too shy. Show yourself and, and be genuine. And like I've said, genuine probably about a million times, but it is really about connecting with people on social media and not just forcing sales down their throats, especially as an agent. I often think to myself, it'd be so cool to be a real estate agent right now because the amount of connections you could make online would be incredible if you could just figure out how to deliver them in an authentic way where they're going to be interested in your content. I think it's incredibly powerful. And you could definitely stand out because there are not a ton of people doing that in the real estate industry here in Australia right now.
2: If you wanted to start somewhere, start
0: with your hobbies, right? Correct. Start with your hobbies. Start with things that you love to do. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's you love putting on makeup in the morning, you do a great job with it. Well then do that. You know what I mean? So, or if it's chatting with your kids because you have funny conversations with them.
2: Well, they say your vibe attracts your tribe.
0: That's right. That's exactly right.
2: Yeah, so true. Ellen Farley, thank you so much.
0: Sam, it was so good to chat to you and thank you for having me on my uh, very first ever podcast.
2: It was awesome and a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Elevate with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to download your written action guide from this podcast containing extra tips, links and shortcuts. Visit eliteagentelevate.com.